Hey guys, welcome to episode nine of Hello Church season four. I'm David Krausen. I'm Mike Fernandez. And we're excited to talk to you today about creating, maintaining healthy church family culture, um, growing a healthy church. We said this at the beginning of this season, that healthy things grow. That's right. We believe that wholeheartedly healthy things grow. I have an interesting story about healthy things. I can say, and you can tell, I don't have any green thumbs. I'm terrible at growing just about anything. That's fine. We recently planted some sod at our house. Okay. Um, had, you know, put down the sand and leveled it all out and had the, the pallets of sod brought in and laid them out in the brick pattern, did the whole thing. It's beautiful emerald zoysia grass. It is gorgeous stuff. Nice. Or <laughs> it used to be. Oh, no. Um, until I got a hold of it. Now, I watered it and did the whole thing like, oh, you're supposed to, you know, how it's kind of growing together and seeing less lines. It was looking really good, except there were some weeds popping up and it's normal. Weeds come up in grass. And I thought, well, you know, I could go out there and pick them. And I did a few and like, but they're probably going to come back. So I went to the uh, Home Depot, I guess is where I went. And I bought some weed and feed. All right. Um, I don't suggest buying weed and feed unless you know what you're doing. I bought weed and feed and I bought a little thing you put put it in you sprinkle it out and then you water it and yeah. you're supposed to sit back and let it do its thing sure i guess maybe i put too much Uh-oh. or didn't water enough or water too much i don't know come to find out i burned my grass oh no i didn't even know you could do that no nah. burn your grass i sure. thought i was doing a really good thing for gotcha. my grass yeah. like i'm feeding it yeah, and weed i'm and weeding feed, it yeah. hello this is a good thing right right um no I got a hold of a friend because, well, I looked online and was like, it's turning orange, okay? What I read said it's a fungus. Uh-oh. So you should buy a fungicide and you should spray the fungicide gotcha. on the grass, which I did. Yeah. And it's like, it should work within 24 hours. It didn't do anything. Nothing oh, was changing. No. It was just getting worse. And so I sent a picture to a friend of mine who has a lawn care company, which I should have done in the first place. <laughs> and he was like, bro, stop putting stuff on your yard. You don't have a fungus. You burned it. Oh, no. I'm like, what do you, I burned it. Yeah, you burned it. So he's like, you need to aerate it, and you need to. He gives me these instructions for breathe, breathing new life back into my yard. Gotcha. Mm. And so I bought these mm. things. That'll you strap pitch. onto the bottom of your shoes. They've got these spikes on them. Looks like a <laughs> medieval torture device. And I'm walking all over my yard and aerating it. Right, I'm walking in a pattern, so I make sure I cover the whole thing. And my legs were killing me when I was done with it. But I did it. And I was like, so do I need to do this again? He's like, no, you did probably once every six months to do that. But gotcha, now you need to gotcha. switch to this watering pattern. And he provided that and sit back and just breathe. It's going to be okay. You'll get your grass back. Gotcha. So you're uh, still hoping. I'm still hoping to have green okay, grass. Right, right now it's still brown and it seems to be getting worse, but there's spots that seem to be looking better. There's still some green there. I didn't sure. kill the whole thing. So I have hope. Gotcha. Well, that's a lot like our churches, I man. Have. We have hope. Our churches are going to come out of this fungus that we're in yeah, (laughs) or these dry spots. Yeah, yeah, these dry spots. If you feel like you're you're dealing with a church situation right now that is just taking over the whole thing, Uh, maybe it's uh, some toxins, maybe it's gossip, maybe it's unhealthy culture, whatever it is, you feel like this group's against this group and why do we even have groups? What's going on here? Like, yes. Why do this seemingly group of people hate me and right, like right, right. they're not following me anywhere? That doesn't I happen in church, does what's, it? What's no, happening no. here? Yeah, sure does. We've got a few things we're going to talk about today. Right. We've got about four. That's I right. think we're going to list and just chat through. And if you've got any advice or some things that you've been through, maybe you've led a church through an unhealthy season, put that in the comments. We'd love to hear about it. But we're going to talk through them. Let's walk through Let's it. dive right into 
Number one, we, we'll just make a blanket statement real quick. Yeah. We believe this. We said it again, healthy churches grow, but healthy leaders build healthy churches. That's right. So at first, let's say look in the mirror. Always. Make sure you are healthy. That's right. Make sure your your spirit is good. That's good. Right? Absolutely. And as a pastor, that's hugely important. It has to be. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about the culture of the church and why it's this way, um, they'll even tell you in any organization. You come in and after two years, if there's still problems, those are your problems that you have invested or you have, it's something going on with you and not the organization. So you have to start with you, the leader, me, the leader. Starts there, right? Has to. And so that in the same way that negative can happen, positive can happen. So we're saying that if you're healthy here as the lead, then you can actually produce a healthy organization, a healthy church. But if it's not healthy here, um, it's going to be difficult to bring health into an organization. So we're going to dive into um, some of the things that actually bring health, birth health, create yeah. health in an organization. And uh, <clears throat> at the top of the at the top of the list, always will be and always has be has been is the area of communication. It has okay. to be communicating, communicating what? Yeah, communicating the values of your church all the way down to every hallway, every person, everyone who comes to the campus, everyone who comes to your organization, like communicating that this is who we are. This is how we handle specific things. This is how we approach culture, worldly culture versus godly culture. What are we going to do that your opinion doesn't trump God's word? Like all all, just communicating and clarifying the values of the church Mm -hmm. is where you have to start to build health. Yeah. Well, it's, it's important. Uh, you don't even know how to approach a situation or you're going to approach it how someone in your church is going to approach it however they feel like they need to if you've not defined it. Right. Right? It's like putting someone in charge of a ministry and letting them do whatever they want. Well, they're going to do whatever they want, right? That's because right. you didn't define There's anything There's no communication, them. right? There's no value set in place. There's no expectation. So you're going to get right. whatever they want to give you. Sure. It may not be what you want, but you didn't inspect anything. You didn't Right. Give them any expectations. There was no, yeah, there was no conversation about this is how we deal with um, people who are late in the ministry. We we don't berate them. We talk them through. We have grace here. We have redefine. Exactly. When, when there's a lack of communication, poor communication is the opposite of great communication. When there's a poor communication, you you can't get mad at a volunteer for not doing something that you never clearly never shed, never shed the light on, never told them this is how we do it. This is way we approach um, these issues in culture. Yeah. And so they're at the mercy of doing it however they feel like they need to do it versus saying, no, this is how we handle these types of issues this in our church. Is this is how, yeah. uh, how do you communicate that? Is it, do you weave it through your messages regularly? Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think it's all the above. I think you, it's got to come from the platform. It's okay. got to come from the pulpit. It's got to come from the message uh, conversation. Sure. But I think it needs to be when you're onboarding volunteers um, instead okay. of, it being, you know, after they made a mistake, oh, now they know. How about before they make the mistake, mm-hmm. you've given them a great onboarding process yeah. where you've said, this is how we deal with this. This is what we expect from you. This is where all of those communication uh, bullet points of, you know, how we do ministry, why we do ministry this way. I think onboarding yeah. has to be in the onboarding. And then in the, when there's an issue, modeling it. This is how we model this. This is how we deal with this yeah. by by modeling it and communicating yeah, it I'm a way. part of a monthly team meeting of- with an organization and at the beginning of that team meeting they always say hey before we start our meeting today we're going to reiterate our team values it's good and they just list them out and and maybe they'll pick one of them and say hey here's where we're really doing good it's good we're doing good at this 
I think churches that put them on their walls. I think church that puts them in their bulletins or puts them on their website. Yeah. I mean, putting them everywhere. The Bible tells us to tell our kids by putting it on our hands and our yeah. you know tassels, yeah, yeah, like yeah. put it everywhere. Like let them see when we lay up, lay down and wake up. Like they always know what we stand always for. So I think putting it around your facility just helps people go, this is who we are and this is why we do this. Uh, so right at the top is communicating and clarifying the church's values creates. Um, and, and again, it creates the conversation this is how we do it. This is how we approach it. If these. you don't have a list of values for your church, you don't Step have to one. recreate their will. If you don't have in your head, like what does that even look like? Dig around on some websites, some yes. church websites, and look at what they've written out, and maybe that'll trigger something for you. Ask Holy Spirit to help you, and look at your church and say, "Hey, right, we value these things as a yes. church. List them out. Don't make it super long. <laughs> make it six or seven things yeah. or less." And just reiterate those, drive them home, repeat them often, and make sure something your people can repeat. That's right. Uh, and yeah, and that, yeah. uh, so if we're talking about the leader, make sure that those values and um, that you're bringing clarity to, those values line up with the word of God. That's just important. Oh, sure. I mean, I know it sounds like it should be, but in today's culture, we're, we're bringing in worldly values into the church. Right. Like make sure those values have, are rooted in, in, in the <laughs> yeah. word of God. But you, you've clarify. got scripture to back it up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think another thing that, so if we're going to communicate um, those clarified values and put them everywhere in the sermon and, and the trainings and, and on the walls, mm-hmm. I think the very next thing that we got to do in creating healthy culture um, is remove some of the stuff that's not healthy. That kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. If you're looking at a plant and something's dying on it, you're supposed to prune it. You're going to prune it. Take yep. it off. Of course, we know that Christ talked about pruning, and that's you know that's an important it's part of the husbandry, faith. right? That's right. right. So I think removing things, uh, you can call them toxins, you can call them um, things that are irritants, that, but I think removing things out of the organization mm-hmm. that are unhealthy. Because if you keep unhealthy things with unhealthy, the bad apple spoils the rest of the Unhealthy bunch. things. So that's, that's like right. people. Yeah, could be. A ministry. Could be. Um you name it, yeah. Like, it, you address it head on. Yeah, it could be somebody in your church who's living in sin, and you just okay. choose. It could be a leader, and that's and I think that's where we we struggle. And that's a difficult thing. So we don't this, like to do this. Exactly. Part, right? Oh yeah, this guy's he's one of our higher level leaders, and you know he's struggling. But I don't want to remove him because in the whole ministry, yeah. The longer he stays in, the longer she stays in, the greater the toxicity that, well, sure. that gets into the organization. It's poison. So it's, uh, I, I heard. Uh, I think it was um, Doctor Cloud that said. Henry Cloud that said, just pull the teeth. You're just going to have to pull the teeth. We don't like going to the dentist because it's painful. Yeah, yeah. But if we keep that infection in the mouth, it'll kill Spreads us. Spreads to the whole body. Yeah, it'll kill us. So literally. So we got to yeah. remove toxins and identifying in the area, in the organization, in the church, that this ministry is maybe pulling too many resources than, than what it's actually sure. pulling in or, or, or providing back. Um, it could be a person, could be yeah. a, or it could be just a sin. Un- unconfessed sin yeah. in an organization and in a person's life obviously will cause some incredible. I mean, I've, I've seen it in, in a larger church. Um, they had, they still did Sunday school and there was a person who was put in charge of this class and they created their own little thing. But this person actually uh, had an issue with the pastor oh. um, that went unchecked and they didn't address it and they were afraid to deal with it. But this person would come in, lead their rather large Sunday school class and everyone in the class knew this because they watched it happen week after week. They would pack up their stuff, get in the car and go home and not stay for church oh, wow, yeah. because they had this issue with the pastor mm-hmm. and it was this toxic thing and it mm-hmm. was just trickling through and other people were starting to have issues and like, they don't have an issue. They just sure. have their issue. Yes. Like they're just picking up on it. Right. And right. it's just creating this poison, but it went unchecked and unchecked for years and years and years. And sure. they, this person was just allowed to do their thing. Sure. 
blew my mind. Yeah. Well, like, I, I'll, really? tell you, I'll tell you why it's so difficult in our context yeah. as churches 200 and under is because well, we said this. Any change like it, that. Sure. It, it, but in any, but for specifically for us, it would be, and we've said this in other, other, other episodes and that is because it's extremely personal because it's, it's a smaller for environment. Sure. Everyone, yeah, everyone knows, sees everyone it. sees it. Yeah. So I get it. It's not like you can hide it. Exactly. And, and, and I've been a part of a mega church where you can just kind of cut, move on and nobody even notices. It oh, it's a different people. person, different face. Yeah. No in problem. our context, it's harder because we know everyone, Yeah. but that doesn't make it any less important. We still have to go and have that conversation and remove and hold people accountable and these are the values we said. Um, I think all, I know for a fact in our volunteer context, we actually have a leadership like guideline. This is how we're going to live as leaders. Okay. Again, that's not for the whole congregation because we know sure. people are coming in at different levels. Right. But if you're going to be in a leadership conversation, we have a kind of a code of conduct. Yeah, I love that. And if that's not being held, then we're going to hold you accountable to that. So it's it's similar to our processes uh, episode. If you didn't check out our system and processes, that was phenomenal. But we said the same thing. If if you don't, if you lay out a system or process or you lay out an expectation, then when you go to that person or that ministry right. to address a problem, you're not necessarily saying you're a bad apple, you're exactly. a bad person. Exactly. You're saying, hey, we have a standard. Yeah. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying, yes. as a leader, we rise to this level yes. in this area. Yes. And you're, I'm your pastor. Yeah. And I'm supposed to pastor you. And part of that is taking the rod of correction sometime yes. and, and bringing you back, right? And yes. saying, hey, we can do better, bud. Yes. We, we can do better because God's got, you know, you can, right? And I want to help you. And we're going to grow through this together. Right. And if they love you and they respect you as pastor, which they should, especially through a season like that, if right. done right and in love, man, they're going to grow. They're going to come up to that level. You're calling them up, you're calling them higher to that standard, to that expectation, and you're saying, but this is where we all live. Right. I'm not saying only you have to live to this level. Right. I'm striving to live at this level in this area, and I want you to as well. Yeah, that's This good. is our standard. Sure. And you're not telling them that they're bad. You're just saying we could do better. Yes. And and having that crucial conversation is important because it, it could turn into, well, no one addresses anything at this church, and therefore the unhealthy environment comes in and the culture yep. starts to set that. Well, they don't talk about it. This is just how we do. We don't talk right about here. Bruno. Yeah. We don't talk about stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. because we don't talk about it's him, in the walls. He, yeah, <laughs> he, he, stuff can happen, and unhealthy yeah. starts to set in, and that 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 starts with yep. with us as the leaders approaching that. Uh, I think another thing that that creates or how we how we deal with some unhealthy stuff or yeah. you know however we want to approach this is the when a church doesn't follow through with what they said they're going to do. So they're in front of the platform. Okay. Um, we cast these incredible visions sometimes. Yeah, vision Sunday, hey, yeah, right? We're, we're going to do this. this. We're going to do yeah. this. We're all about missions and we're all about, uh, you know, the next gen and we're all about all these things, yet there's no follow through with that. That creates a very yeah. unhealthy culture that I can that I can uh, step up and say something, but but nothing happens after I say that. Yeah. And that, that lack of follow through um, starts to become this unfulfilled expectations in the body. Ooh. And and that that starts you with you, the leader. That That's right. But I've seen it. I've been a part of it, and I've been the cause of it. And so I've learned from my mistakes and saying, okay, if well, I'm going to do well, it, when Pastor says, <laughs> yeah, don't well, worry. he doesn't do it. Yeah, well, exactly. We're not going to actually do that. So right? how do we how do we cure that? Well, we have to be as leads. When we say something, we're going to do it. When we say we're raising money for kids, we're going to spend you it. You know on where the kids. part of that comes from? I think is there's been no real thought or 
thinking through, praying about what's about to be said when you step up into a pulpit. So maybe in mm. a moment you go, well, right now I really feel like we're going to start and you fill in the blank and you sure. say it, but sure. you didn't actually create a plan for that. Right. You didn't pray through about that. Like you didn't like ask God to like lay this plan. Like God didn't give you this vision and a plan to make it happen and then step up and present it. It was more like a, well, we're going to, and just as soon as it came out, you forgot about it. That's true. There was no plan in place to actually implement this. Yeah. Like we didn't actually set up a giving fund for missions. We didn't actually put a someone in charge of planning a mission trip. Right. We didn't actually have a next gen ministry to build or right. a vision Pour for it. To. We sure. just thought it might be a cool idea, but we didn't have a vision for right. it. Or worse, we saw the church down the road doing it, so we just thought, yeah, we'd, we yeah. thought we'd really. Which we've talked start about. We so, start a food pantry. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that all we becomes, I didn't do it. <laughs> I said it and we didn't yeah. do it. And when we create those kind of cultures, people start to go, well, this. You this can't trust you, right? Yeah, we can't, there it is. Trust goes out the window. When trust goes out the window, uh, it's time to move on. So I, I think that creates very uh, uh, unhealthy environment when I get up there and say something and I don't do it. I don't follow through. Yeah. Yeah. That's dangerous. dangerous. I, I think I think when we go into um, this, this last conversation is, uh, when we talk about just the differences that exist, when you're pulling together people of different ethnic backgrounds, different cultural Cultures, backgrounds, yeah. you know, unsaved, saved, and we're, pull, we're pulling them all in, and we're trying to do ministry with a varied, different personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not acknowledging that, not acknowledging that this is a conglomeration of a bunch of different people and expecting everyone to be like me, expecting everyone to be the same. I think approaching that creates this very unhealthy uh, uh, tone in ministry uh, that you, you have to be like me and you I have just, to be like You me. have to change. Exactly. It's you. You're yeah. the problem. You have to change because you're not like me versus going, you know what? The body is very eclectic and, and there are people yeah. with different gifts and different uh, backgrounds and different uh, approaches and experiences. Yeah, And once I embrace that instead of you fight that, okay that. Yeah. man. Um, then, then people can begin to trust me again with, with ministry. Yeah, I was a part of a church. Well, my dad pastored it for a little while. He's brought in to kind of try to revitalize a church. It was a bunch of old. I'll just say what it was: a bunch of old white people okay. in a community that was changing drastically to Hispanic in the Houston area. I mean, overnight, just like this is where it's going. But the church was just these people that drove in, and this is where we attend, and we're comfortable. And they were very uncomfortable with gotcha. the changes that were happening, mm-hmm. but were unwilling to be led through that. We mm-hmm. hired an associate pastor who was Hispanic and spoke the language and knew the culture, and he was phenomenal. Uh, but the church didn't want to mm-hmm. accept the change happening. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, the community was growing. The church was dying for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. They didn't love the community. They didn't want to change and Long story short, the church had to close its doors and wow. it was sold to another church who I guess was that culture. And man, the church took off again. Took off yeah. and here we go yeah. because we're willing to go there and yeah. we're ready to go. And not and I, expecting, what were they expecting? Right. Were they expecting like, oh no, it'll change. And uh, the, the expect, cult- yeah, the expectation is yeah. I am me and you have to come. Y'all got to like our you thing. You got to like me. Yeah. And, and that's, that's again, an unhealthy approach. And I love that we started off with, it's here, starts here yeah. at the lead. And if they're healthy, then the church will be healthy. That is where the unhealthy in the church is. The lead yeah. has a problem with others that are yeah, different. Yeah. Man, no, let's call know, your, know your audience, right? right? Let's call what it is. Dealing with racism. We, we said yeah, that. You know, absolutely. Sin, toxin, whatever it is. 
removing that stuff. But I think when you approach it with this opening heart that, that God's going to bring different people and they're going to be different than me. Um, that, that's a, that's a beautiful thing that God does yeah. versus everybody looks like me, sounds like me, smells like me, dresses like me. I think that creates an unhealthy. That's an, un, I think it's an unhealthy, that is an unhealthy culture. culture. They don't see yeah. it as unhealthy because like, Oh, I don't have any conflict in my church because everybody looks We're like all me. very comfortable. I, 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 I find that as very unhealthy when I come into, when I walk into a, a context and I know the neighborhood, I went to the Walmart and I'm like, uh, this church doesn't reflect its community. That's an unhealthy wow. conversation. That's an unhealthy thing happening in that church. Wow. Um, and I never thought about that. Go to your Walmart. <laughs> does your church look like your Walmart? Does your church look like your community? And if it wow. doesn't, there could be some unhealthy things because we, we despise, there's a, that's what it is. It's a despising of wow. people who are different. We got to deal with that. That is a hard issue. And we had to put that before the Lord because that has no place in the kingdom. And so we have to lay that stuff down. And that's, that's what creates, um, unhealthy cold and a person walks in a church and thinks that's how the church is everywhere. Yeah. And it's just that oh, culture. Yeah. So you make our jobs hard. You make him, you make your, <laughs> your neighbor's job hard. You know, let's, let's embrace that and be like, you know what? Let's took, put the mirror up and say, there's some stuff going on yeah. and I need to deal with it. If I want to lead a healthy organization. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's, that's where we're at. Is that where we're at? That's where we're at, man. Those are our things. <laughs> those are our, those uh, are our you things. You could go as deep into those as you want. We talked about, we talked about things like gossip. We've seen gossip in church oh destroy goodness. a church. Don't like what the pastor's doing. So you start a militia over here, you know, against him in a, a support, not a support yeah. group, but, but this campaign, you know, to make sure pastor doesn't have his way here. And man, deal with that stuff. If you see it, God's giving you discernment. Look at your congregation. Yes. You know them. Uh, Be bold. You, you Be bold. see things that are happening that you're probably just not comfortable addressing. Yeah. No How do we know the that? Size of your church. How do we know that? Because we, I've been there. Done I've it. Been there where I'm right? like, I don't want to deal with this because it's going to cause too much issues and waves, and it's going to make sure it's going to be uncomfortable. No, no, I've seen God take care of some stuff sure. for us. Oh, bro. Yes. We had a small group that was turned into a bash the pastor and his family group. We didn't actually know it right away. It kind of started we were like oh there's something with these people yeah oh all these people go to the same life group oh there's a common thread here what's going on come to find out yeah that's basically what the life group was and some stuff happened and god took care of it and a family left and which took all the families and we were like cool yeah you know we were we started down that trek but god kind of was like okay you want you see it you deal with it this is my church he took care of it and now we get we get so nervous so as healthy. pastors with when 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 pruning takes place. Yeah, when that's a natural part. It's of, not yours to exactly to, to like. Uh, we said it in the last episode. At some, this is God's. Yes, this is God's church. That's right. It you're uh, an under shepherd. We're stewards of this, man. If you don't think God's got this, then that's right. Yeah. So trust, if we're gonna build God. healthy, yeah. we have to start start here. Be healthy in here. Don't be so wrapped up in insecurities. I've been down that road so many times. No, oh, man. Letting that all lay down. But I got to be willing to deal with the unhealthy stuff in my church. Yeah. Because if quick. I don't deal with it. That's right. Do there, it quick. Be there, done. There are two things. I'll just say this as we wrap this episode up. I'll say like there are two things, indicators for me. Okay. And so I debated on whether we're going to do this in this episode or another episode. But there, there, this has been the indicators for me. If I have found that I am frustrated as the lead. It's usually an indicator that I haven't done enough planning in the organization. I haven't done enough training. Okay. I'm frustrated with my volunteers. They're not, they're not, you know, taking the trash out. And I told them to take the trash out. Well, did I tell them 
a very in a very clear way to take the trash out. Did yeah, I even the frequency exactly, or did I say it one time and an obscure you tell them where message. to find the trash bags? Exactly, I didn't give them the keys yeah. to the closet to get it. So I found that when I'm frustrated, talking about healthy things, when I'm frustrated, it's usually because I've not planned and I've not trained enough people sure. in, a, in enough way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I find that I'm tired and fatigued, talking about being healthy, that's a sign of yep. unhealth. If I'm always tired yeah, all yeah, the right. time, go to the doctor. Then if I'm, if I'm fatigued and here's what I've discovered that it's, I'm not done enough recruiting. I'm not a d- done enough net casting and bringing people along and, and equipping the, doing it alone. the team. I'm doing it by myself. Right. And I have found myself in ministry going, man, I am so exhausted. I look around and I'm like, I'm the only one here late at night doing this. I could easily invite people on a journey with me sure. and be a part of that, but I don't. And so I encourage you, like if you're dealing with this, those are two just really important key indicators for me. Frustration. If it's, if it's in my heart, it's in the volunteer's yeah. heart. If I'm fatigued, if I'm tired, I'm telling you my volunteers are wiped out. Because sure. you know, the other phrase is, if there's a sniffle in the staff, there's an outbreak in the volunteer system. Wow. And so, if again, that's why we say if we're healthy, then they're healthy. So I look at those two indicators, frustration and fatigued. Yeah. And I try to measure some yeah, stuff that. Yeah, that comes back to the healthy leaders build yes. healthy churches. Yes. So look at yourself, start there. Go down from there. Look at your church as a whole. Absolutely. Look at these things. Hope this is helpful to you. Inspiring. Um, Hopefully uh, you don't have an unhealthy church. You will at some point find some unhealth in your church. It's just people come with unhealthy things, right? We are born with a sin nature. That's right. It just happens. So let this be some some help to you as Holy Spirit to help you. We're praying for you. We believe in you. God's called you to lead Amen. his people well and to do it healthily. Healthily? That's a word. Sure. Man. We just made it up. Healthily. I like it. So that's it. This episode. Hope you liked what you, you heard. Share it with somebody who can benefit as well. Rate us. Review us. Comment if you're on YouTube. We'd love to engage in conversation with you. Some things you've done to create a healthy church culture, church family yeah. in your church. That's it. Amen. Episode nine. I'll see you. We have one more episode to go. Episode 10. We're going to be talking about healthy church. uh, Well, not healthy church. Healthy pastor family. Sorry. We're talking about healthy pastor family. What does it look like to lead your family and your church well? When to know where to put more weight and more time and like how... How do you make sure you got kids who actually love Jesus when they grow old, right? And love the church. You know, you have to have that. So how how can we do some practical stuff we're going to look at? So see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us today at Hello Church Podcast.